Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Cincy Jungle post game show, and usually, I you know, this is like a treat for me because usually I'm on this thing, I'm yakking by myself, I'm trying to fill time and do all this stuff, and I don't have one co-host. I have three co-hosts, three guys helping me out this time for the post game show. I can't believe it. Usually, I'm so bored, and I bore people with me just yammering on. But I'm joined by my usual partner in crime, John Sharon. John, what's going on, buddy? We're doing good, man. We're talking football. We're, we watched football. Um, we we laughed. We cried. We? we smiled. We frowned. <laughs> we were confused. But we watched the game, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, frowned. Um, that's a, That was a, a, an emotion or a uh, facial expression that I exuded a handful of times this week. And then, of course, the guys, Kevin and Jason from 3 and Out and also doing some stuff on CincyJungle.com. Uh, they graciously donated their time late this evening to come onto the show. They couldn't make how's it? How's the tooth, Jason? Uh, hey. You're playing injured, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, and you guys graciously <laughs> came on here and said, yeah. "Hey, we didn't do a show, our usual show Thursday, so we wanted to come on here." But uh, it's good to have you guys on here. Nice, nice surprise in in a way. Yeah. But uh, good chatting the, with you guys. The tooth is good. I had a root canal, and it it was great. I was happy Sounds- to have it. Brutal. because no it was wonderful because what the pain i was in before was was brutal so did you go to eastgate smiles i did not i did not okay. Okay. <laughs> eastgate okay. smiles referred me to this guy okay. it was good okay it was good okay all right but, Kevin, what's going on buddy good to good to chat with you i don't know if you and john have actually have you guys been on the we air not we never have yeah yeah well good to see you bud how are uh, you yeah thank you I, i'm happy it's uh we can go negative on this but i'm just gonna say it's the best football i've seen in months it is it is the best quality the highest of quality Bengals football we have seen in quite some time but that really isn't saying all that much i don't think unfortunately the Bengals lose 36 to 19 there were a lot of bright spots in this game a lot of young faces doing some some good things a lot of new faces doing some good things but as it goes with this time of year, as it goes when you're not playing a lot of starters, particularly on offense, the offense struggled. Um, and that's that's part of the theme tonight. I, I guess we'll start, guys, just quick. I don't, you know, I don't want to belabor this, but we can I, I'm just gonna share the box score, and this is courtesy of ESPN.com. Um, I like I like ESPN because of the way they have it laid out, but you know, it's also just something for those. Um, who, who like the video, where you're the, whether you're watching the live stream on Cincy Jungle's Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. This is kind of, I don't know, something I, I dig on here. But if you look, if you look at the box score here, I'm going to zoom out our ugly mugs, if you don't mind, gentlemen. Um, I mean, it, it really, it, to me, it's the disparity, and, and I want to get all of your guys' thoughts too, but the disparity between the passing game, I mean, you look at the average, uh, the average is there, 4.8 for Bengals quarterback, 7.1. Um, from Green Bay's 
quarterbacks. Green Bay's quarterbacks just look far more comfortable. You look at the rating, 49.9 from Bengals quarterbacks, 89.3 combined from Green Bay quarterbacks. Two touchdowns, two interceptions from Packers quarterbacks, and zero touchdowns, two interceptions from the Bengals quarterbacks. We'll talk more about that, but uh, John, I'll start with you, my friend. I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was I was pretty excited about the Simeon signing. I mean, granted, I, I I was hoping and figuring he was not going to get regular season snaps, but a veteran guy, a guy who has had a, a modicum of success in the league as a starter. You look at it, barely over fifty percent completion percentage. I mean, a four point three. I mean, I don't know, man. This was this was just plotting offense. Uh, they had to rely on, you know, Evan McPherson and his four field goals. And then, of course, the pick six to, to get points on the board. Just a pretty ugly performance from the from the quarterbacks tonight. A lot of negative words for I'm looking at a statistical anomaly. You, you had two Bengals quarterbacks who threw 17 passes, at least 17 passes each. And they had the same exact passer rating of 49.9. <laughs> I wild. mean, if we're doing the if we're doing the slam dunk contest, that's a pretty nice score. But I guess not for yeah. an NFL yeah. game. Both these guys are more or less running for their lives. And I feel like that yeah, was the biggest thing. Uh, Packers offensive line kind of held up against the Bengals second and third string defensive line. We can talk more about more about that. But yeah, you know, Brownie and Simeon both kind of stood in the pocket and took some shots and delivered some accurate balls over the middle. But yeah, nothing really going downfield. You had one or two opportunities and unfortunately they only connected, I think, once. So yeah, there's just nothing you can really gauge from this quarterback competition. You'd like to think that Simeon would do better with maybe Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and a decent offense mm-hmm. out there. So, again, the evaluation is still far from over. But I think I, – I guess you can call both these guys like losers for the game because no one has really separated themselves from this battle. So we're kind of like back to square one, I guess. Okay, so let me just throw this disclaimer out, okay? I, I put up – I do it pretty often. I don't do it every single week. I may do it more often now that John has moved over to A to Z Sports. But – I do the winners and losers posts on Cincy Jungle. I despise using the word. I love Cincy Jungle. I love Vox Media. I love SB Nation. I despise using the word quote unquote losers. I don't like using that because it just, I don't know. I I feel it comes off wrong. And if you, you know, it's an immediate reaction post. And so you can misread some things at first blush that you don't catch on the way back. But, you know, inevitably also you miss a guy or two, probably in each column. Jason, you on Twitter, and you yeah. and Kevin and John, uh, before we took the air here, talked about one, and I didn't put him in the loser column, but you, uh, John alluded to the offensive line play, a, a bunch of backup guys, and you alluded to Jackson Carmen late in the game. Uh, obviously, yeah. this is affecting some of the numbers that we're seeing here, potentially by the pad, the, the Bengals passers. Yes. Uh, Jackson Carmen, he was better in the first half, and I saw Paul Daner. Uh, tweeted something he came out in the third and then maybe wasn't expecting to go back in the fourth, but he was awful when he was in in the fourth. I mean, he was beat left and right. Uh, it was, I mean, it was really bad looking. A, a defensive end just crossed right in front of his face and he barely was able to to help Simeon avoid a sack. And then um, I, he was beat several times. It was, it was really bad. He was, it was awful tonight. Kevin, your, your impressions of the passing game. I mean, I, do you blame the quarterbacks? Do you do you do you blame the offensive line? Is it a little bit of both? I mean, where where are you where are you placing this? I don't want to call it abysmal, but I mean, it was it was hard to watch at some stretches here with uh, trying to trying to move the ball down the field. Uh, abysmal is probably the right word. I <laughs> I am holding I'm reserving all judgment on the quarterbacks. Although I'd say Browning did a little bit better because this offensive line play was bad. It was bad from beginning to end. There were bright spots here and there, but let's be honest, uh, depth might be more of a concern than we thought it was. The one good takeaway from this is maybe finally the Jackson Carmen truthers will be a little quieter. Um, Maybe we can finally stop talking about them, but maybe we also need to give Dalton Reisner a call. I'm just not (laughs) happy with what uh, what I saw on that field. Yeah. Uh, one one bright spot, though, and I mean, I, I guess when you compare it to the other column, I mean, we moved down here to the rushing attacks. I know, John, you and I talked a lot about like, hey, we're going to be pretty interested to see what the backup running backs do. We figured Mixon wasn't going to get much, if any, touches at all. And of course, 
you know, the, the latter was, was true there. He did not play. It was Evans and Chase Brown. You look at the carries there. Evans had the one big carry for what, uh, about 30, 35 yards, I think. Uh, oh, 33 yards, excuse me. And uh, then you got Chase Brown, who didn't really do a ton uh, on the ground. And that was thanks to really a couple of big uh, tackles for loss. But Brown did a couple of nice things in the passing game. You can kind of scoot down one column here and see three for 33 in the receiving. So I, I think uh, Evans had a 28-yard kickoff return as well. That's not outstanding, but it's something that's solid in this day and age in that, in that facet. So I think both these guys really kind of showed you at least some good things in this year's debut. Chris Evans's whole issue in the first two years, at least as a runner, is that he just couldn't read blocks, and that would lead to yep. hesitation. It would lead to taking the wrong reads. It would lead to just a lack of trust with the coaches. So he had a guard tight end counterplay out of shotgun, and there wasn't there was no hesitation. He just saw the hole develop, and he just bursted through. He's one of the most athletic running backs that the Bengals have had in recent years. We saw it on that run. And I, I feel like it's not hyperbole to say that Chase Brown is already, he looks like a better athlete, right? He looks like a faster Giovanni Bernard, which is scary to imagine. But yeah, 12 rushing yards and eight carries doesn't really move the needle. But there wasn't any negative runs. He looked like he get, he got all 12 of those. He earned all 12 of those yards because mostly yep. it's been bad blocking. Yeah, I think after his longest run, he was immediately stuffed <laughs> like five yards behind the line. Like when he had Asiasi, the, right when he got the ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah Devin yeah, Asiasi but, just completely whiffed on the blocks. Right. Like, kind of you know negated his production. But you saw, like I think, 20 or so yards on a, on a completion after the catch. The way he cuts, man, like he, he cuts extremely quick and he doesn't lose any momentum. So he just... Changes direction just in an instant, and he's already up the field by another four yards. Like he moves differently than any Bengals running back that I've seen in recent memory. And the Bengals offense is better when he's on the field for it. Kevin, talk to me a little bit here as we go as we go on. Oops, I went back here. Let's uh, let's bring that forward. Um, talk to me about your thoughts on the secondary here with the Cincinnati Bengals because I mean I know we can we can talk about you know. Chase Brown, Chris Evans, and uh, we'll, we'll talk wide receivers in a minute here too, but um, I'll, I'll share this again here. But I, I know George and some of the others maybe had some moments of struggles, but man, I mean, if there's if there's one thing that I took away from this secondary, some, some new looks, some new faces, it's aggressive, it's physical, yep. and there are guys that are around the ball at all times i'm talking from dj turner to jordan battle i mean sydney jones i put him i did put him as a quote-unquote loser in this one because he gave up the touchdown and he gave up another big play he was kind of right there though and he was swatting at the ball both of those opportunities i mean he was kind of right there this secondary has the potential to be you know maybe maybe there's some gambling in there a little bit but i feel like there's a lot of potential we talked about it all summer, and you know, there's a lot of physicality, a lot to like from the secondary, even though a lot of points were given up this week. Yeah, I think you're not wrong about the gambling, but with this many players showing up, I like odds on this quite a bit. DJ Ivy may end up being the steal of the draft. Uh, DJ Turner looked great the few times he was in there. Dax Hill was only in for, I think, a drive or two. Uh, but he was showing the athlete he was. And we all, I think, forgot about Tyson Anderson. And <laughs> we should not have done that. That man really wants that year back. And he is here to prove that he deserves to be on this team. He deserves to be a starter on this team. Um, we'll see if that lasts. But, man, Tyson Anderson is going to be the talk of this whole game. I mean, it's all we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. He was incredible. And he looks every bit the part. Two picks, one pick six. Robert Griffin saying, man, this guy's uh, on Twitter saying he's got he's going to make some money after tonight. Um, I, I want to talk about this guy because my guy John knows that I am a big, big supporter of this guy right here. J.J. Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Bailey. And he had himself a night tonight again. He just kind of seems to be the guy when called upon – He's not, he's not going to beat out the starters because, you know, I mean, the Bengals have some very good interior defensive line. He's not going to beat out the starters. But when called upon, it's not every single snap, but he seems to have one or two wow plays when he gets a decent amount of 
snaps. And that's what happened in the regular season last year when he had to kind of come in and step into a bigger role when DJ Reader had that knee injury. Remember, he had to come in and do that, Jason. And then now, again, I mean, he, he, a guy down the depth chart comes in and just shows that he can he can dominate. He can he can make some big plays that helps out a defense uh, when it matters. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. A lot of the defense looked good today. Um, we didn't really see any starters, I think, outside of Dax Hill, right? I don't think any starters played outside of Dax Hill. But uh, the whole defense showed that they were athletic. I was hoping that we'd see more from Miles Murphy. But I mean, this yeah. is his first action, really. I'm, so it's, it's you know, nothing to really complain about. We'll see more of him, I'm sure. But, yeah, Jay Tefele looked good. when He he looks good when he has a chance to play, which isn't all the time. So, but, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm excited about the defense. I think the secondary is not as experienced, but, but much more athletic and a lot of speed back there. A lot more speed now than there was last year. Tyson Anderson, I know, is a very is – a, is a great athlete. You know, I'm hoping that, that he – I kind of thought – heading into this or into the preseason that he might be the odd man out because you have Dax Hill, who's basically a rookie and you have Jordan battle, who's a rookie. And then you have Nick Scott, who's he started a year, right? A year and maybe a few games. And then you have Michael Thomas, who has really the only experience back there. And I, they'll keep four safeties. That probably means they want Thomas and Tyson Anderson's out, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. Tyson Anderson are great tonight. So, yeah, and then I not to speak over everybody, but uh, Chase Brown, oh, is you, super, jerk. you jerk. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But Chase <laughs> Brown, when he gets some room on the open field, he's fast, very, yes. very, yeah. very fast. Like I think John said it perfectly. He's a faster Giovanni Bernard, which is scary. Very that scary. is that is so. scary, and you know, I mean, again, it's you know, how do you utilize these guys? Who's who's best? utilized for the snaps that they're getting, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mr. Whisper talking about Chase Brown there. John, talk to me about the wide receivers, buddy. I mean, this was kind of the Yoshivash. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I always, I always butcher. I, I feel like I say the, the name differently every single time, but I really, there, there was a lot of things that I really liked out of this kid tonight uh, that, you know, his, his momentum slowly built. He kind of had a slow couple of first, you know, first couple of days in camp. And his momentum and, and hype has kind of been building. And tonight it was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put this kid to the test, and we're gonna give him the ball a lot. We're gonna throw it his way a lot. And I thought, for the most part, granted it was against backups or you know maybe maybe starters at the very beginning, but I thought he stepped up pretty nicely. He showed good hands. He showed good uh, strength, and he showed the ability to kind of because he is six three, you know, two two fifteen, two twenty. He showed the ability to box out defenders to make a catch. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Dan the man in one nation underground just perfectly encapsulated what was going on in Anthony Munoz's mind because he could not say his name right. He was saying his name constantly different the entire night. One one time it was Yosivas, one time it was Yoshivas. That's why uh, that's where I kept and I'm like, these guys are yeah. in the booth, they know how to pronounce it, right? I mean I yeah I, I, I have so never said I that name with confidence, even no, though I call him Yoshivis, and yeah. they threw everything at Yoshivis, um, yeah. literally. Um, like, there was some slants. There were some quick quick ins. Jake Browning, like, went back-to-back at him on, like, back shoulders down the sideline. And he, um, unfortunately, couldn't generate any separation on the first one, but he used his length. He used his speed on the second one. Almost hauled down, like, the touchdown of the day and just need to get the other toe in, but... Like I, I think they just wanted to see what he can and couldn't do, and it didn't seem like there was anything that he couldn't do with that workload. That was one of Trevor Simeon's best throws, by the way. He like stood in the pocket, stood tall, and just delivered a dime right down the middle to Yoshevis, and that was his biggest play. There was like twenty or so yards after the catch. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot of you know untapped potential there, and I think they just wanted to see what a bigger workload would look for him, and like his hands were his hands his hands were solid, his timing was solid. Like yeah, it's just. A lot to, lot to like, and a lot to think about. A guy who's probably going to get more of an opportunity now. That yeah, catch. So... Go for go it. Ahead. Oh, that no, catch. Go that catch that was called back. It wasn't mm-hmm. called back. It was called incomplete. But that long touchdown. Touchdown. He looked. I, he high pointed the ball. Great. He held on to it through contact. He just looked like T. Higgins on that play. He did. I. He, he looked great. It's the preseason. So, we're, we're counting that as a touchdown. I know. Well, yeah, it it's a close. touchdown. It counts. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, um, you know, unfortunately, his 
wide receiver draftee in this class. Charlie Jones had a bit of a rough night, and it wasn't to me. I, I did put him in the quote unquote loser column in the on the Cincy Jungle article I put out, but to me, it wasn't really a product of Charlie Jones's actions or you know. It, it was more kind of stuff going on around him, right? I mean, every time he had a he fielded a punt, there was I mean, guys were on him, and every time he kind of had a ball, it was it was a, a little bit contested in the receiving game. But there is a little bit of a question of the separation, right? Like, can he can he continually get separation in the NFL? That was a guy that I, I don't think he had a good night. But I don't also think it was – I think the majority was not really on him. I think it was kind of surrounding circumstances. But still, when you have that competitive wide receiver room, you're talking about six, maybe seven being kept. I don't know. And the guys at the back end of the depth chart are going to be special teams guys. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not worried about Jones. I just – wasn't the greatest debut for him, and it maybe wasn't in his control. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I'm giving him, uh, I don't know, uh, a bit of a wide margin for error here because we're not really certain where the injury was, uh, yeah. how the injury was affecting him. But you're right. A lot of it was out of control. I will say separation. I can't see how the shoulder was affecting that. I do think it's an issue. I also feel like, and I can't tell you 100% about this, I'm not certain he m- made anyone miss once. I think the first defender got him every single time. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to give him another week. I'm, we're not in panic mode now, especially with the way that Yoshi and everybody else is stepping up. Um, Lasseter looked really good. I was not expecting to see him, uh, um, I don't know, featured quite as much as he ended up being featured. So I'm not in panic mode. This wide receiver room is deep and it's strong and we're fine no matter what. But I want to give it another week, and I want to see what he can do, because I was not—I was not impressed with him. Um, yeah. I, I ain't panicking, but I'm not impressed. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about maybe who who impressed and John. Well, we can we can start with you. There's some guys. I mean, obviously, you talk about Tyson Anderson. You talk about some of these other guys that that had the big big plays. You know, one guy who quietly had, and I, I guess I I could have or should have put him on the winners list on that on that post that I'm talking about. Was I thought Jeffrey Gunter had some nice moments this evening. Yeah. Uh, he had an early pass breakup, and um, you know he was just kind of in there on some plays. And I, I thought also on the defensive line, Dominique Davis had had two big plays. I mean, he caused the the pick six essentially that Tyson Anderson had, and then had the fumble recovery late. And so, I mean, we could talk about you know, hey, Dax Hill had that amazing swat away, and you know all these all these kind of obvious plays. But there are some guys kind of under the radar a little bit. Maybe they don't make the roster. Maybe they they are practice squad guys, but they had a good night. I love what Dominic Davis did for the, his his true pass rushing reps. Uh, the the one where he essentially uh, forced Sean Clifford to throw that interception was obviously key. Um, just a straight one on one win, which is which was rare for the Bengals tonight. Um, but I, I I was really impressed with both DJ Turner and Jordan Battle. I think especially with there was like a dichotomy between like them and like Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones, unfortunately, like allowed the touchdown. He allowed like a big play over the middle. He's never really been that good of a man cover cornerback. And you kind of saw like the, there's a difference between you know, a six year veteran who's never really like a four low four four guy in Sidney Jones, and then you have four two DJ Turner, who's who's have I think it, it wasn't a tackle for loss, but it was a nice run stop. He started from the opposite side of the field, basically scraped his way all the way across the the width of the field to make a nice stop, and then. There was it was a fourth and five play, and he stacked the receiver on a vertical route. Like he he covered the route perfectly, and it was an underthrown pass. So he was almost like out of position to make a play on the ball because the pass was so much behind him. But he still had the wherewithal to find the ball in time, and then midair like adjust and somehow get his hand out in front of the receiver's hands to swat the ball away. So he had a nice PBU. You you just saw how quick and fast he was, and just his awareness for being a rookie is insane. And Jordan battle is kind of the same because Jordan battle is not this insane athlete that DJ Turner was, but you can see like he just reads and diagnoses very quickly. And he made, he made a lot of plays around the line of scrimmage. So both those guys played a lot in the first half. And I was really impressed with both of them. I, I love that you brought up that DJ Turner play, John, because that it was, it occurred after the Sydney Jones plays, right. That he gave up. 
and there was one specific thing that 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 DJ Turner did that that and it's a basic thing, but it's instinctual. And what it all he, you know what he did? He turned and he looked for the ball. Sidney Jones, especially in the end zone, did not. He just kind of swatted, and I mean, he was a step or two behind, maybe initially. Then he caught up, and he was there, and he never really looked and and tried to track the ball. DJ Turner down that sideline route that you're talking about, the vertical route. What I noticed is. While, like you said, it was kind of an underthrown, weird ball, right? Based on how he he was he had it covered, what he what he did, if you notice, he he turned his head, and and then that's what allowed him to make that play, that last second swat away from the ball, and I think that's a little bit of the difference. And it's ironic because you are talking about a guy who's been in the league for a handful of years versus a, a rookie, right? And you would think it would the, the tables would be turned there, but not so much the case. Uh, but good good stuff there, Jason. Uh, yeah. Who are some of the guys you were looking at where you're saying, hey, good work this week? Hey, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it got you a roster spot. I don't know if it locked you in or what have you, but uh, I was impressed with, and it can be obvious if you want, but, uh, you know, I mean, some of the guys that you're saying, hey, yeah. good work this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was really happy with everything I saw in the secondary for the most part. On offense, I – I was ex- I'm excited about Chris Evans, and I know that I'm setting myself up for heartbreak because I have no idea what's going to happen. But I mean, he was the only guy who did anything in the run game. You know, he he just he kind of carried the whole run. And it wasn't you know only 49 yards, but he averaged seven yards a carry on that one 33 yard uh, carry. He looks really really good. Uh, I we know what he can do in the passing game. That's kind of where he's done his damage when he did play. You know, so you think you can combine those things and he can be really good, but I have no idea what's going to happen uh, with it. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the team. I mean, Travion Williams, I think most people believe he'll be back, you know, so who knows? Uh, and then Chase Brown, I thought did a pretty okay job pass blocking for his first opportunity. There was a couple times where he got shoved back into the quarterback, but then there was a couple times where I thought he did a good job holding his own. Um, so I was pretty excited about that because that, unless Joe Mixon learned how to do it in the offseason, that's what's going to be missed from P. Ryan the most is the ability to help in, in uh, pass blocking. Uh, and then the only other thing that I kind of took away from this is thank God that Joe Burrow's running without anything on his calf because Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning are not going to help. So if if we hadn't seen that, if I hadn't seen that, I'd start to think, oh, boy, you know, what does several actually mean? Does it mean 12, like I initially thought, because I'm an idiot? But no, I think Joe Burrow is going to be fine. So, <laughs> Well, I think he's going to be – we'll talk more about that towards the end of the show. But, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be fine. And, I, again, as John kind of pointed out, you're not – they're not throwing to Jamar Chase like they are in practice right. where it's, you know, these, these big plays that we've seen been made while they're throwing the football – they're not being made. You know, you have guys out there that are, you know, kind of grinding for roster spots. And, um, you know, that that does obviously make a difference when you're not throwing to a number five overall pick as opposed right. to an undrafted free agent trying to make the team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it was a little worrisome there. Kevin, well, some of, so, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say one more thing, like with, uh, with um, Chuck Sizzle, when it comes to separation, uh, if he's out on the field when Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are out on the field, I don't think he's going to have much of an issue because he's going to be covered by whoever's a defensive end. Maybe, I don't know. Somebody, whoever's left after they have the whole secondary covering the big three, you know what I mean? So I'm not as concerned just because of who else is going to be on the field with him. Now, if everyone else gets hurt. Yeah, I'm worried. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Kevin, who are some of the guys that you said, Hey, you know, this is, whether they pleasantly surprised you or, you know, they, they maybe played up to par, but still, you know, said, Hey, I, you know, tip of the cap to you. Uh, mine's a combo impressed and disappointed, but only because Tanner Hudson, uh, I thought he was quietly making a case my- to be a really good, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but he was, he was quietly making right. a case out there to be yeah. an excellent backup tight end for Irv Smith. And then the concussion, and hopefully it doesn't linger because I want to see give him more preseason yeah. time. But I found myself yeah. impressed over and over again with that guy. I hope that I mean, and it would be a real disappointment if this concussion lingers and he does not get the preseason time he deserves because I could see him absolutely stepping up to that to the plate yeah. and uh, being a real contributor on this team. Um, 
beyond that, I don't have a lot. Brad Robbins looked great, but my God, Kevin, you and I are you and I are kindred spirits, my friend. Those are like the two guys I was going to talk about. <laughs> John, you you look like you had a, a thought about Tanner Hudson because you you talked about him, I think, on a show a, a week or two ago, right? I'm not an NFL coach. I will never be an NFL coach. I'm not experienced yes, enough. I'm, yes, not, I'm not qualified enough. Like yada yada yada. There's just no way I could go throughout a training camp, an entirety of training camp, entirety of of, of OTAs, mini camp, without making it very clear to these guys: do not jump. All right, yeah. Tanner Hudson yeah. saw Chase Brown <laughs> leap over a guy. He got excited, yeah. like I can do that yeah. too. Bam! You're in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Don't jump, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that that's where he got the the concussion, right? I mean, he kind of yeah. yeah. came down on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, but I, you, know, you know, yeah. To, to Kevin's point on on Hudson, though, just fluid. You know, I mean, these yeah. just looks comfortable, and it's a it, it's a lot of times it's one of those uh, just even if it's a six or seven yard pass, it's a rhythm play. It's a let's let's kind of get some momentum type of play. And if you heard, I don't, I don't know if you guys actually watched the telecast or and or listened to uh, Watts and Munoz or or what have you, but I mean, it, they talked about how it's like, hey, this guy is just not, he's not going away. He's they love his receiving ability from that position, and really, when you look at that position group, you've got kind of a well, a nice, well-rounded guy in Irv Smith, right? It does a little bit of the blocking and has the athleticism and can do some things in the passing game, obviously. Um, you've got Sample, who's kind of now been relegated to H-back, maybe a little bit more blocking tight end, and can pop the occasional pass. And then Wilcox is kind of special teams guy and, uh, you know, th- that sort of thing. This is just one of those guys where it's like, hey, not the deepest position group. Um, you look really fluid and really comfortable out there, just, you know, taking taking a nice little, uh, you know, slant route or a little in route, that sort of thing, and, and making a play with it. Four catches for I think twenty nine or thirty yards this this week for him. So not like a deep you know a deep threat or anything like that, but just a guy that I feel is a really could be a nice outlet for a, for a quarterback. And really, just again, I think one of you pointed out how John, maybe it was you, how Ossie Ossie missed that block, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, later in that game. And so you know, I mean, maybe this is just a, a, a kind of a crease for this guy to get in there. I. I did, you know, I I love a lot of things about Drew Chrisman, and I love a lot of things uh, about what he did this offseason and all kinds of things with his yeah. social media. And I hate to have a guy, you know, oh, you, you lose your job or you lose your opportunity because you're just not available and things completely out of your control, health, et cetera. We know there were some issues at the end of the season and in the postseason with him on the field last year in terms of, you know, hang time and all of that. And that's why the Bengals got Robbins. Um, you know, I wouldn't say Robbins was necessarily a, you know, a huge winner, but you saw a lot of kicks tonight where you go, there's the hang time. Yeah. There's, it, it's not necessarily a 55 yard boot and blah, blah, but it's a 45 yard kick and there's no return. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so that is where, <laughs> and ironically, I, I was reminded tonight on the telecast that that was a pick that I, I think was traded to them by via the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. So, you know, and, and obviously with the hang time stuff happening in that Chiefs championship game last year, it, it's kind of an ironic twist of fate for all kinds of different parties there. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I feel I really feel for Drew Chrisman um, in, in a lot of ways, dealing with a health issue and, you know, ending the year on not the best note last year. But, you know, Robbins, a, a draft pick, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was, you know, oh, this is outstanding, but, you know, there were some nice kicks tonight. And you go, that's that's maybe what the team is looking for and what it needs going forward. So I, I guess in a way that would be a guy that impressed me in, in some form or fashion. Plus look at his mustache. I mean, you can't, oh, it's, it's epic. It's I, I would never be able yeah. to grow that. I would never. I, look at this. Kevin, this Kevin is has like a beautiful beard. Kevin has a beautiful beard. I would never be able to grow something like that. Kevin has, How long has, does that has take, Kevin? Two days. I, I could shave and grow a full beard in about a week and a half to two weeks. That's unbelievable. That's Kevin. Unbelievable. Kevin yeah. has, a, has a Civil War general beard. <laughs> like if you put on a blue coat and walked around with a flat top hat, I'd take orders going to yeah. Gettysburg for sure. <laughs> no, this is like two weeks. Look at this. This is terrible. This is embarrassing. Oh, oh yeah, Jason. 
I Jason, know, you can't man. admit that on the air, my friend. Oh, that's, jo- that's John, right. let's uh, let's who who I, I, again. I don't like loser. I don't like the term losers. I don't like uh, I don't like all that. But there are players who need to show improvement. There are players who need to show more the second week after this this debut. I think we've mentioned a couple so far, but. One area personally that I'm looking at, man, is, uh, you know, defensive line because it's kind of all over the map, right? I mean, I think there's kind of a mixed bag on Miles Murphy and you go, you know, what happened here tonight? We talked about uh, Gunter doing some nice stuff tonight, but then, you know, where does Cam Sample and Terrell Basham and all these guys fit in? So, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, Who needs to show more of these next couple of games based on maybe what they did or did not show this week? Yeah, I want to I want to rewatch the defensive line specifically in the early parts of the game because it felt like Jordan Love was getting the ball out pretty quickly, so there wasn't a ton of opportunities for like a science sample to get in there. But it was notable how you know, both those guys were in there for the majority of the first half, and then Miles Murphy kind of came in there later on. Kind of gives you a, a chance to look at like what the depth chart is there. I know people are going to be upset with Miles Murphy because he's a first round pick and he didn't really do anything, but I mean. He kind of looks like how I expected him to. You got to remember, this guy's very unfinished out of Clemson. He was a much better run defender than he was a nuanced and polished pass rusher. Like right now, like he was one of the, he's one of the guys where like you draft him that high because there's not a lot of human beings who are that big and that fast and that explosive, right? And you just hope that you can mold him into a quality pass rusher. But there is a lot of work for him to do. And I think if anyone was expecting him to show out like an aside did a few years ago, or even like you know Darius Hodge or anything like that, that would have been kind of unexpected I, th- I think he's more or less who he is right now and that's why he's like in, in the third string right now on defense luckily for the Bengals they extended Trey Hendricks yeah yeah so they yeah. did they did yeah Jason who's uh who, who do you think is who are you wanting more out of so far this, I want to see uh, yeah I want to see Jackson Carmen prove that uh, he belongs uh, oh you know? come I mean, on that is not gonna happen I I just, I'm just saying. I just want to see. I, it's done. It's you done. Know, they're saying that he's fighting for. You know, I know he's fighting to start. I, I think that ship sailed. He might be fighting to make the team now. But I'd like the Bengals to have some quality backup offensive linemen because offensive linemen get hurt a lot. You know, the you know the Bengals finished the season with 60 percent of their offensive line hurt. I'd like someone to be there that I could trust. And I, you know, Carmen played guard. He played tackle. It's good to have. A uh, you know a versatile offensive lineman. I'd like for him to step up. So I'd like to see something that isn't awful for him next week. Are we um, are we calling him versatile? I mean, he was put in those positions. I wouldn't say he. I mean, he's, he well. has experience. He has experience at those. Positions. Yeah, he does. But if you yeah. want to keep Jackson Carmen on this team, he stays at left tackle, and that's literally the only place you can use them. Uh, yeah. I'm not even confident in him there, but it's the only place we've ever seen him play with any sort of that's decency. And that's what he played in college, yeah. Yeah, that's what he played in college. But um, so you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see something better from him. Uh, And then, as far as defense goes, I think, like John said, I like the defensive line. But I thought I'd like to see, I don't know, I'd like to see maybe Miles Murphy kick inside a couple times. I'd like to see Zach Carter. I, I don't know, I don't know if Zach Carter even played today. I don't think I saw his name or heard his name or anything like that, but I'm really hoping Zach Carter can kind of step up as an interior, like a, like a three tech pass rusher. So I'd like to see something from him. All right. Well, Kevin, it's on you, my friend. Uh, I mean, I, there, there are a lot of guys for me. I mean, I, I know we're trying to find, I, you know, we're talking about Miles Murphy. We're talking about Joseph Osai and all these guys behind the Hendrickson and Hubbard to, you know, make some plays on the, on the defensive line. And, you know, one guy that I felt that I was in a way hoping to find some sort of niche as well as cam sample. So for me, that's one guy, I think he had one tackle tonight. Um, you know, I, I think he's got a, a future in the NFL, but I, I just, he's got, he has yet to find it. So I don't know if you're looking still at the, at the defensive line for, players who needs to show who need to show you more or if it's just going to be on the offense given that they only mustered four field goals tonight the backup offensive line as a whole needs to be addressed it's almost impossible to lay blame on any one player because the entire thing was so atrocious you almost can't pick 
what failed and what didn't. The we've mentioned it over and over again, but the, it, it's clear the Miles Murphy. I he was exactly what I expected him to be. I'm not upset with what I saw because I was prepared for it. But for a first round pick, it would have been nice. thrills us like. I can't uh, tell where that's coming from. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, where was I? Oh, uh, it would have been nice to see a splash. It would have been nice to see a sack. It would have been nice to see something. Now I'd have to go back and watch. I know he got chip blocked a few times. I suspect there's very good reason that he didn't do better against second string. Um, but man, I was hoping I was wrong. It's just one of those, like, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I really went into this thinking, man, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he looks amazing out there. And he didn't. He looked like Miles Murphy. He looked like a project, a project who has a very high ceiling. Um, but that's it. That's what he looked like. And I was kind of bummed about it, even though I wasn't surprised. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have uh, MVPs? John, what, what, who's your MVP of the night? I know we're not into keeping score and or really taking stock into wins, losses in preseason games. But, uh, I mean, is your MVP Tyson Anderson just because of the impact on defense there? He scores six points as a safety. That's pretty nice. It's pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so sorry. Sorry about whatever just happened. I was trying to filter out the Ravens fans in the comments section. Um, there you go. That's that was like the Jurassic Park noise from the. Yeah, from yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear what it was though. Like I was, <laughs> my 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 earpods just died, and I was just unplugging it, and I guess nah. something happened. You're all good. You're all good, Jason. Your your MVP of the evening, McPherson. Yeah, he nailed all four. Sure. I think one was from fifty-one. I don't. Well, let me. Fifty-one something. Well, I don't. Yeah, it's fifty-one. It was fifty-one. Yeah. So he, he looks great. <laughs> I mean, we got Dan Horde on here. We we're getting all kinds of we're getting all kinds of uh, sound bites on here. Uh, is that me? Oh, that's me. Oops. That is you. That is you. That's not yeah. Me. Sorry. I know that. Sorry, yeah, no, that was me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, for hey, it yeah. as Anthony Munoz pointed out on the telecast, it is still preseason for everybody. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, whether it's <laughs> the team. The referees or us here on the on the Bengals podcast. Kevin, your MVP for the night. Uh mix it up. Uh because it, it's it Anderson, but uh, to mix it up, I'm gonna go Yoshi. Uh he showed up today and he's kind of been this underdog favorite, this athlete. We didn't know what he was gonna be, and he's been steadily climbing the charts, looking a little bit better. Each training camp you look at him, and now the game, he was the star wide receiver out there. He might be legitimate. Uh, I thought this turnaround might be a little harder for him, and he is bounding up leaps and bounds, making huge strides in progress. I uh, I think he might be a really fun player for a while to come. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I put out a tweet about, and I know John and I have talked about this on our show too, it's years ago in their, in their heyday, the Bengals were four and five wide receivers deep with Carson Palmer and company. Yeah. I mean, you can go down there, and there were guys scoring touchdowns, five, six wide receivers deep. And I think the Bengals, not necessarily that they're trying to recreate that offense per se, but they are building something wherein they can have that many wide receivers who can come in and contribute, particularly if Yoshevis and Jones, uh, you know, come in and be the guys that they think they can be when they drafted them this year. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think all that, I, I still will probably go with McPherson because quite honestly, I mean, I, I know Tyson Anderson, two interceptions and one pick six, but this game really wouldn't have been anywhere near as close if, if right. McPherson didn't hit those kicks, especially one that was 51. And what's ironic is if you actually look at all of the four field goals he made, the prettiest and most down the middle and it was the 51 yarder. It was like the, the one that was just sliced the net right down the middle. It was like, Oh my gosh, of all of the kicks that you had here. Uh, and Oh, by the way, the extra points that he also, or the extra point, I guess that he made, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 he's valuable by the way, Evan McPherson, please do not, please do not tackle on. Oh, I know. I know. Kick let him go. Like just <laughs> let him go. Who the hell cares? Let him go. Yeah. I, I know there's a preseason, thing there this man. Game. What are you doing? Oh my God! Yeah. Just let him go. I mean, I appreciate the hustle, but just back off, man. Somebody else will take care yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we're going to get out of here in a few minutes. Got a couple of more things to discuss, and then we'll get out of here. This is uh, the Cincy Jungle Post Game Show. A little bit of a combination between the Orange and Black Insider and Three and Out. I'm Anthony, along with my guy John and the dudes from Three and Out, Jason and Kevin. Great addition to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. Uh, if you're new here, welcome, and hopefully we've got a lot of live viewers on a lot of different platforms right now, which is awesome because it is almost midnight Eastern. So, yeah. first of all, thank you guys. This is early for me. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm like still digesting dinner, so this is easy for me, not as much for you guys. So I appreciate you guys staying up late, but as well as all the live viewers, we got a lot of live viewers right now, which is awesome across a lot of different platforms. By John Sheeran, I believe, on the bottom right-hand corner. Maybe up by Jason as well. There's a show icon somewhere around here. you got to click that to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's somewhere around here. So yeah, yeah, subscribe yeah. to our YouTube channel. Uh, click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And uh, if you like what we're doing on this video and or other videos, give it a thumbs up. You can also catch the live streams on the Cincy Jungle Facebook page. And, of course, follow all of us on our varying Twitter accounts. Uh, keep it to CincyJungle.com for your news, opinions, analysis, podcasts, everything relating to the Cincinnati Bengals. And my guy, John Sheeran, killing it over at A2ZSports.com, too. Go check out what he's dialing in for Bengals coverage. He's doing a great job over there. We appreciate all of his contributions there and here. Uh, it also, if you like the audio side of things, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, along with Bengal Jim, along with the coach, Matt Minnick, and uh, the four of us on separate shows, but sometimes combined shows are all there as well. So give that a subscribe and uh, leave us a review if you can. We appreciate that. Uh, we're going to stick around for just a couple, uh, a couple more minutes, I guess. One thing just to kind of wrap a bow on the preseason thing, and we'll talk some Joe Burrow in just one second, and then we'll hop on out of here. But, um, John, what are you looking for? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Is there a semblance of, hey, this is where this team desperately needs to improve in week two? Or just what are you looking for from week one to week two next week for the Bengals? Yeah, um, it just better offensive line play from these backups. Like, again, the expectation is pretty low. And I get it. Like, it's the first game in months, and we all want to have, like, strong takeaways. But these guys are fighting for roster spots. They're not really going to impact the season in, in general. <laughs> and, you know, like, it, right now it's just about them putting quality tape. Like, it, it's more detrimental for them as just players than it is for the team and just the overall scape or landscape of, of what the team is right now. So, yeah, like, I, th- I thought, like, Deontay Smith played okay left tackle. I'd like to see him continue to build there because I think it was kind of surprising that he was starting there. Like, I I, I would I would have thought that, that like, Hakeem Adeniji would have gotten the start there, but it was, it was interesting to see Deontay, you know, play, at least start the game there. So, you know, continue to build on what the offensive line did and hopefully look more improved because that just gives us a better evaluation for what these guys on – for the for the you know the other offensive players, it gives us a better evaluation to see what they can do. Kevin, what are you what are you hoping for in terms of whether it's baby steps or big steps uh, from week to week here? Uh, I'd like to see an offensive touchdown. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> um, Is that too much to ask? Good God! <laughs> I'm just you know put it out there. <laughs> Uh, it, it's the answer is the offensive line because everything runs through it and everything's held back by it. Uh, I'm not being unique here. It just got covered in its entirety, basically. But I want to see more of what Chase Brown can do. And with that offensive line, that's going to be limited. Uh, I want to see more of what these wide receivers can do, what these backup quarterbacks can do. I am curious in the backup quarterback uh, battle. But how do you even evaluate this if the line's playing this way? Yeah. Um, yeah. They could get a little more consistency. Not even, I don't expect it to be good. Again, these are backups. They're never going to be great. If they were great. They'd be starters. But if we could get 20% better, it would make judging every other aspect of this team so much easier. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for just mid to mild improvement of this O-line so that I can look at the rest of this team and have a better idea of what I'm actually looking for. Yeah, we may see... Next week, I mean, I don't know, but we may see Simeon start uh, behind maybe a more closer to a starter slash backup O-line instead of, you know, Browning starting behind that group 
and Simeon kind of getting behind maybe threes, fours, et cetera. So we'll, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, the, how they do that from week to week. Jason, um, some of your hopes yeah. for week two in the preseason for the Cincinnati um, Bengals. I'd kind of like to see a couple, maybe just a drive of the starters. You know, I they, the the Packers ran Jordan Love out there to start, and I know Joe Burrow's not going to play, but I'd like to see the starting defense maybe for a drive. Uh, same for the starting offensive line and maybe get Higgins and Chase out there with Boyd. Uh, I just don't want everyone going into the season cold. But I'd also like to see the backup, the backups in the secondary continue what they did today. I'd like to see that that wasn't some weird fluke. I'd like to see them do it against it. It's Atlanta, right? Yeah, it's Atlanta. I see them do it against Atlanta. Uh, I'd like to see some pass rush, something that assembles pass rush. I'd, I'd like to see, not that I want my guy Des Ritter to get hit, but I'd like someone to hit Des Ritter. So, you know, that's that's it. I want to see that's, him pass rush. That's John's guy. You better watch it, Jason. Hey, hey, it's my guy too. I love Des Ritter. I I'm know, just saying. I know. We're all Bearcats here. Yeah, we're all Bearcats. Well, well, well the majority. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, for me, I, I, you know, I, I, again, I really liked what I saw from a lot of different aspects of the defense. And I understand there's a lot of young guys. I understand there's a lot of inexperience. I understand it's the first start in the NFL for some of these guys that we saw tonight. Um, but I mean, what was it? 36 points given up on your home field. And some of that has to do with the fact that Bengals weren't putting the ball in the end zone on offense, but they gave up the ball also uh with with two interceptions and everything too so i i understand all of that but i would just like to see more i i I guess it's kind of an overarching theme a little bit of what you're talking about with the defensive line jason is like i just want to see a little bit more consistency it just felt like there was like kind of big plays and really nice pass breakups and then just like a lot of like giving up of big passes big runs and that sort of thing and i understand that it's preseason game one but i just would like to see even from backups even from threes and fours, I would really like to see a little bit more consistency on defense because you see, we've seen it. I mean, Tyson Anderson right now, what, I mean, what is he safety four, safety five at this point? Might be five. Yeah. yeah, Two, two, two picks, one being a pick six. So, I mean, the, the talent is there. The ability is there. It's more just like, Hey, can we, can we make some of this a little bit more consistent? And that's what was maddening to me a little bit tonight is, they would come up with one or two big plays in a, in a three or four down series. And then they would let up one big play. Right. And then it would be like, well, it didn't really matter because now this drive is extended. Um, So that nice pass breakup or something is like kind of going by the wayside. So I would like to see them kind of build on, Hey, we had one, one nice play in this series. Let's kind of stack another one or two here to get off the field and uh, you know, not, not allow these points that, that we saw this week. So and that's, I don't know, I, I guess that's something that I am uh, looking for from week to week. As we look here, I'm going to pull up a, a tweet, I guess, um, and this was from, uh, gosh, who, who put this out here? But some good news on the Joe Burrow front. Um, we saw him, I think it was about three or four hours before game time, um, he was running around. He was, uh, you know, running is kind of a relative term, I suppose, but he was at least not just jogging, I guess, lightly sprinting. Uh, do we want to call it that? I don't know. Um, and also doing uh, some some throwing work and everything. Here's kind of a tweet out here. Uh, if you guys can see this, here he is planting and dropping back and throwing. Um, and no sleeve on the calf guys. Uh, I don't know, Jason, you kind of already proclaimed, well, Burrow's not going to play this next week. Maybe that's the case, but, um, it's looking like, uh, that he's getting kind of close to at least coming back and practicing. John, do we, do we, do we want to, do we want to talk about several weeks? I don't know, man. Uh, what, John, when you saw this, what did you, what did you think? Were you like, oh, he, he still looks pretty ginger on that thing or looking pretty good? No, he looks like a guy who suffered a gray one calf strain. I mean, all the <laughs> professionals who have touched on this have said that, it, yeah, by all, by all accounts, this is a two- to three-week injury. But again, Zach Taylor has nothing to gain by saying that, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be back next week. He's going to be back within two weeks. Several weeks means several weeks. That was his initial thing, and they can afford to just you know take it easy on him. But obviously, Burrow needs to show some progress in order to get cleared when he needs to get cleared. And I think 
based off of that, it looks like he'll get cleared sooner rather than later. But does that mean he's playing in the preseason? Probably not. Why not? Why would he at this point if he's missed this much time? No, he looks good. And it, it just it just confirms what we all kind of believe. And this was a mild calf, uh, grade one calf strain. Yeah. You guys, I, I, Kevin, are you in agreement with John that you don't you don't think he's playing this this preseason? Most likely. I don't. I don't think he will. I would kind of like to see him at least try to put a drive together, knock the rust off a little bit. I think it's not going to happen. Uh, I'd put money on it not happening. But I do think that we as a fan base are always going to be just a little nervous as far as Burrow's health is concerned, just because of the way the first season went, and that's going to stick with us probably through his whole career. Um, I would like to see him put together a drive, though. I don't think that's asking for too much. Um I don't know. I like it. I also want to say I respect that they just seem uh, hell-bent on never actually verbally updating us on Burrow's progress to the point where they're just putting out random videos now instead of just answering questions at the press conference they had. uh, I respect it. It's like a commitment to a bit, and uh, I can get on board with it. I don't want them to ever update us on Burrow's progress ever, just a series of videos so we just match them in training camp. And to be fair, I think this was from an NFL Network reporter that put out this this video who was out there today. So I, it's not the team doing that. But, yes, they are very fair, keeping it all very, very close to the vest. Jason Garrison, um, do you, are you in agreement with the other two fellows that you don't think yeah. we're seeing number nine suiting up this preseason? There's no point in it. They're, they're, I mean, like Kevin said, I'd like to see it just to see it, but it's not, it's not going to happen. There's no reason to do it. He's, he's Joe Burrow. It would be fun. What I see happening is – you know, he'll go out there in week one, he'll be maybe rusty for a drive, and then he'll be fine. And then in week two, when he runs out on the field, they'll announce and just signing his 20 year contract. Oh, no, look at you. Out, you know, look at you. No, no, uh, no, I don't think I don't see him playing in the preseason. There's just no reason. And uh, with the offensive line playing the way it did today, even though it is backups, so I don't want him out there anyway. So, well, well, there you go. Cold buckets of water from, from my co host <laughs> here. Say, so just. We, I tried to come up with something that was, you know, sunshine and unicorns at the end here with him running around and doing stuff. And you guys got to get a cold white. <laughs> you guys are a lot smarter than me, so it's it's fine. I just I just sit here and yak. But, hey, good talking with all of you guys. We went almost an hour. didn't think it was going to go this long. I appreciate you guys staying up this late. I appreciate you guys coming on. Coming on. This has been fun. We got to do this more often. Um Oh yeah, like great said, time. A, tre- a treat, a treat for me because I usually sit here and stare at a computer screen and talk and <laughs> pray for comments to come in so I can respond to comments. But it's great yakking with all of you um, and uh, good, good talking about a Bengals football game. We yeah. got a lot of live viewers on a lot of different yeah. platforms right now, which is really, really cool. And it uh, kind of reaffirms that uh, football is back. The Bengals are playing, and though the result wasn't necessarily what it what we wanted it to be tonight doesn't really matter it's preseason and for the most part a couple of uh small injuries but the Bengals seem to be uh in, in pretty good health coming out of this one which is which is very important uh john where can where can people find your stuff and follow you on twitter my friend azsports.com backslash cincinnati there you go uh jason and kevin you guys do the three and out show and do a great job of it uh jason i see your twitter handle at jason rg83 kevin at kd brown 357 i follow you i swear i just didn't have it memorized my friend but um <laughs> i don't guys like are jason going- tweets jason's uh, on it i am uh i don't tweet like observer. any of you guys tweet i suck at social media so um that's that goes to the lack of success of of, of our show here because i just suck at social media regardless <laughs> um Good to be hanging with you guys. When, when's your next show? Next week, Thursday? Yep. Next week, yep. Thursday. Okay, cool. Well, great having you guys on. We'll do more of these uh, collaborations, but good having you, John. Always good talking with you, buddy. And we will be back with all kinds of different stuff, both live shows and other pre-recorded shows. We're uh, actually working on some pretty cool guests coming up, so look forward to that. And, of course, all kinds of different things breaking down the Cincinnati Bengals on this podcast on CincyJungle.com. And, of course, from my guy, John, at A to Z Sports. Go check that out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. And we will see you all later. Take care. Good day.